Welcome to the Dover Download Podcast, your weekly look at what's going on in Dover, what's going in in Dover, and all things Dover-related. My name is Chris Parker, and I'm the Deputy City Manager here in Dover, and I'm going to walk you through all of that, plus more. Twenty twenty three marks four hundred years of European settlement here in the city of Dover. That is a pretty amazing thing to think about. And over the past five years, there's been a committee geared up to take advantage of that and help lead the community through that celebration. Today we have Stephanie Bolduck and Kevin McEnany from that committee here to talk about some of the exciting activities that this summer will bring. Welcome. Well, thank you for having us. Kevin, why don't you start us off by telling us a little bit about yourself and what your role with the Foreigners Committee is? Sure. Um, so I grew up in Dover. I'm a Dover native. Lived here most of my life, except for a few years away at school and uh, out in Colorado. Uh, I'm currently, currently the uh, chair of the Dover 400 Committee, and um, we're actively involved in getting things geared up for the upcoming events. And recently named Citizen of the Year, Stephanie Bulldog. Welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. Tell us about yourself, other than what I just revealed. <laughs> um, well, I have lived in Dover now for, my goodness, a little over 20 years uh, with my husband, Michael. And we have three beautiful young ladies, daughters, that have go to school here in Dover at St. Mary Academy in St. Thomas. And even when I was a young girl, I was always in Dover because my dad worked at Foster's. So Dover's been near and dear to my heart since... The beginning. Your uh, your whole family is one of those, having talked to your sister and Gina, who I've known for a, a number of years, uh, it didn't matter where you lived. You both, you, you all seem to really celebrate Dover, Rochester, the whole Seacoast area. So I think you're a perfect fit for the 400th committee. I'm, I'm glad to see you're, you're involved. What is going on with the committee? What What's the committee been up to since we last chatted with you and Sam, Kevin? Well, there's been a lot of activity, actually. Uh, I think when we first I uh, talked to you a few months ago. Some of the things were settled, but a lot of the things were still up in the air as far as actual dates and content of what's happening. So uh, just to recap, the um, uh, the main celebration is going to be from June 24th to July 4th, which is a 10-day period where we're going to have events every, every day. And uh, a number of those events are already cast in stone with dates and specifics on there. And I have to thank Stephanie for the, the amount of work that she's done. She's been incredible. She's well-deserving of the uh, of the Citizen of the Year Award. Mm-hmm. Um, she actually is in charge of the block party, which is going to be taking place uh, July 1st, and also the parade, which is going to be taking place July 2nd. So I'll let Stephanie talk a little bit about that. But we've been very active in the committee, uh, a lot of volunteers, um, really appreciate all the effort of, of the committee and the volunteers. And actually, we the the city staff has been very supportive. Gary Bannon has been tremendous support. So we thank him for that. I appreciate that. And, and I know Gary and, and uh, Kathy Bowden, when she was uh, with the library and now since on the committee, uh, definitely the staff has been looking forward to this celebration as well. Stephanie, what other events and uh, what can you tell us about the, the two events that Kevin mentioned? So, well, I'll actually back up and start with the 24th. Um, we have Dover on the Water, which we're very excited about um, because the way that Dover was kind of founded was through 
the Piscataqua and what have you. So um, there's going to be a celebration on the 24th at Hilton Park. It'll then move. This event goes from three to seven. It'll then move to Henry Law Park, where there'll be entertainment all afternoon into the evening from three to seven. There'll be bands. As Kevin mentioned, you can go to our website and definitely check out the specifics and click on the link. Um, And then we do. We're excited. We go into our block party on July 1st. And kind of the whole theme for all of our events have been things that can continue on. We didn't want this year to be a one-hit wonder and us just celebrating the 400 years because I think, you know, Kevin, who's been an amazing leader to us, made it very clear that Dover something to celebrate all the time. Um, so we wanted there to be events that hopefully would live on and would continue on from year to year. So this event, the block party, is kind of like the old-fashioned sidewalk sale days. Um, is kind of what we envisioned, the Moonlight Madness sort of thing where... Everything is local. It's showcasing our phenomenal local businesses, our restaurants, um, the organizations in our community. So for anybody who's come to Apple Harvest Day, this is going to be like a very local scaled back Apple Harvest Day with Central Ave being closed down, the streets around um, Henry Law Park being closed down. And it's just going to be a blast. Everybody's going to come out. There'll be booths on the street. You'll be able to walk around and meet people from different organizations you know, check out what the businesses have to offer. There'll be sales. Businesses are going to stay open later that night. So it's going to be really exciting. And in the meantime, at Henry Law Park, from probably about 10 or 11 in the morning um, through till about nine o'clock at night, we'll have bands that will be performing all day and they're all local. Um, So people are going to want to check out the schedule because uh, there's some really great bands closing down the night. Of course, is Gaspacho, everybody's favorite Dover band. But um, we were thrilled to get Rory Makeham. You know, he's coming back because it just how could you have a, you know, anniversary celebration, you know, without Rory Makeham being there and representing his family. So we're thrilled about that. There's going to be entertainment at Waldron Court and we're working on putting entertainment together at the Blue Latitudes Courtyard. And behind that, um, on the lower part of Henry Law, there's going to actually be a historic walkthrough of Dover's history where families and people of all ages can come and kind of walk through from the beginning, you know, through to today. Um, So we're very excited about the block party. We think it's going to be a great day of celebration and hopefully something that continues on year after year. And then the next day we will close down um, Central Avenue again and we'll have our 400th anniversary parade. So we're very excited about that. That'll kick off at 3 p.m. Hearing you talk about all that, Part of me thinks five years wasn't enough to, to plan it all, but I'm sure for you two, it's just you've been so em- embroiled in it that it must feel like the culmination is finally here. You must be so excited for this upcoming uh, summer patch. It, it really sounds like a lot of opportunity for people to get engaged where they're comfortable to get engaged. Yeah, I think um, I think it was uh, uh, five years has been plenty, by the way, <laughs> but. Uh, um, <laughs> But seriously, uh, I, I'm glad that we started when we did. Of course, we had COVID situation, which we lost a bunch of time on. But we took advantage of that by using a video series of lectures, uh, historical lectures. So yeah. that worked out well, too. We we really kind of went with the flow. We, we went where we had to go, depending on what the situation was. But we really needed that amount of time to figure out what we were going to do and how we were going to do it. And now it's just starting to gel. And uh, it is a little, we meet several times, I mean, I meet several times a week with different committees. Mm-hmm. Um, so that will be 
nice not to have to do for a while, but uh, but I've enjoyed it. I really have. And uh, this 10-day celebration coming up starting June 24th is going to be fantastic. One of the things that strikes me is that the level of enthusiasm, the level of professionalism in the events, whether they be those those video uh, presentations you mentioned or the gala that kicked off the year on uh, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, depending on how late you stayed, uh, that was a phenomenal event. That was one of those events where you think, ah, why would I go to that? And then you're there and you're like, it's a great event. And you guys did a, a phenomenal job pulling all that together. It was it was quite enjoyable. I think that that sort of set a great stage. And I look forward to seeing how you pull off this. And I like Stephanie's attitude of it's the first of what could be an ongoing well, even with the um, New Year's Eve gala that kicked it off, you know, we were thinking, well, this is a great way to kick off the 400th anniversary. And Jeanette Poulin just had a vision and she ran with it. She was amazing. And it was such a great night. And the fact that we sold out and then, you know, people were still showing up at the door and it was just fantastic, more than we could have expected. And everybody was leaving that night saying, can we do this again next year? And it was just What better place than Brighton City Hall, you know, to kick off that celebration because the room was just so beautiful. So, again, we're thinking this is going to be something that might be able to live on and start bringing events back to our, you know, City Hall. And That's great. One of the other aspects of this, uh, if I do my math correctly, is if you're starting uh, June 24th, 10 days would get us to the 4th of July. So what events do you have tied into the 4th of July? So the 4th of July is going to be the culmination of at least that 10-day period. We're, go- we're going to have events for the rest of the year. Uh, we're going to co-brand with uh, uh, like Apple Harvest Day and those type of things. Uh, but on the 4th of July, we have a spectacular fireworks planned. Um, there's actually going to be, they're going to be set off from two locations, uh, one being Garrison Hill and the other being McLaris Park. So that should be quite, uh, quite the, quite the event, and we're looking forward to that. Yeah, that'll really uh, divide the community in the sense that there's always those people that say we should do it from one or the other. They can have that fight in real time, right? Or relax and enjoy that they both won, right? <laughs> so the um, preparations. Have you had a lot of uh, outpouring of support for volunteers and? Or has it been the two of you plus a few others? No, the the committee's really 15 or 16 people, and uh, the entire committee's been you know actively involved. Uh, we also have subcommittees, which uh, Stephanie is heading up, uh, like I said, the block party and the uh, parade. But we have a communications subcommittee. They do all of our um, uh, promotions. Mm-hmm. Um, we are in the process of, I think it's starting up pretty soon, the billboard, the electronic billboard on I-95 in Portsmouth, or maybe it's Greenland. Um, we're going to be on that wow. for uh, four to six weeks. So it's going to be pretty good. That gets a lot of view time down there. Absolutely. Uh, so that's one part of that. Uh, Janice Woods has been helping out, us with that, and she's been fantastic. She's uh, that's She knows that industry inside and out, so she's very professional. Um, in addition to that, we've got the banners. I think people have noticed the banners downtown, the crosswalks. Okay. Those are coming back again. Those, I think, came out very good. Uh, very pleased with that. And, again, the staff at the community services have been fantastic. Uh, John Storr in particular. That's great to hear. 
One of the projects I, I heard wind of is uh, sort of first-person testimonials that you have available on your website. What, what's that? Well, that was, uh, I think, kind of a brainchild from COVID that, you know, everybody was kind of doing the videos and, you know, doing things, and it was hard to get together with people. So we said, if you really look at Dover and what makes Dover tick, you know, um, there's a pretty long list of amazing people and residents that have made Dover what it is today. So we took that list, compiled the names, and reached out to people, and Voices of Dover was born. And um, Mike Gillis was instrumental in making that happen. And my dad, Wayne Chick, offered um, to help out with that and kind of be the interviewer um, with the people. So we couldn't be more thrilled with how those videos came out. And it just shows how many different people and their families and the impact that they've had on our community over the years. And we hope that people will continue to watch those videos for years to come. And it might be something that, you know, our thought was would even be great for the schools and what have you. Because when you really figure that even 20 years from now or 30 years from now, we were like, this is just an amazing video documentation. So those are available on the the Foreign Earth Committee website? They are. They're available on our Dover 400 website, but also on the city's Dover 400 page. So you can visit both of those and, and see them. And but and we'll also, you know, you can see them on our Facebook page as well. So if you could give the listener the the URL for the, the committee's website, and I assume from there the Facebook page is pretty accessible as well, but what, what uh, resource or what uh, address do they go to? Dover400.org. Um, so Dover and the numbers, 400.org. And then for Facebook, it's Dover400, and we pop right up. And if people want to volunteer to help with running the events the day of or, or in the weeks leading up to, is there still opportunity for people to get involved? Absolutely. We would love as many volunteers as we can get. Um, Like Kevin said, we have an amazing committee. The people have been fantastic. But to actually make these events go smoothly, you need a lot of hands on deck. So um, they can absolutely go to our website and contact us through the website. um, Or, you know, people can feel free to reach out to Kevin and I directly, Jeanette. um, So if you know us, don't hesitate. Don't be shy. But yeah, the website might be the best way. Looking forward, Kevin, you said that you're co-branding with uh, Kachiko Arts and with uh, the Apple Harvest Day. Are there other events coming up post-summer that people could look forward to? Uh, well, of course, there's going to be a, a Christmas parade, and we're going to co- co-brand with that Great. as well. Um, and we hope to do the another gala at the end of the year to close the whole year out. So That'd be a great bookend. I think so, too. Any last words, any last uh, thing you'd like to make sure the listener knows about the upcoming celebration? No, I just want to let people know that uh, Jeanette Poulin is also uh, a key contact. She's our executive director. So um, if you email us at the Dover400.org, then uh, she will get that and uh, we'll get back to you if you want, if, if you're willing to volunteer. And as Stephanie said, we will need a tremendous number of volunteers because with all these events going, um, it's it's a long it's a lot to do. So we will need a lot of volunteers. To the fact that there's a lot to do, and there has been a lot to do, I want to thank you both for all of the time and effort and energy you put in. You, you can't just create these events and this uh, enthusiasm behind them. You really have to be committed and really have to be patient. And uh, I appreciate that both of you and the rest of your team have done so much work and laid so much of a strong foundation for what I anticipate is going to be a great 10 days of celebration. Appreciate you coming in today. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks. Enjoy the day. 
With almost 400 years of history, Dover's got a lot to tell. Up next, Mike Gillis is going to walk us through what happened this week. This week, we continue our look back 100 years to 1923, the year Dover was celebrating its 300th anniversary. As we celebrate our 400th anniversary this year, we'll continue to revisit Dover 100 years ago for This Week in Dover History through July 4th. Newspapers in 1923 looked much different than they do today. It's true that there were many more newspapers then, but the presentation of news was also different. Foster's Daily Democrat, one of the newspapers in Dover in 1923, was typically eight pages. But those eight pages were packed with news from Dover and the region, as well as the nation and world. One popular feature in the newspaper at the time was something called Local Dashes, which offered an up-close and personal account of many of the day-to-day goings-on in the city. For this episode of This Week in Dover History, we thought we would take a look at the June 8th edition of Foster's Daily Democrat and what the newspaper's reporters and editors, along with the community, contributed to the Local Dashes section of the newspaper on that day. Local Dashes The guppy swimming pool is having the biggest season ever. Park Commissioner Law states that since early in May, Dover youngsters from every part of the city have been making regular trips to the pool for their weekly dips. In many cases, doubtless, the boys indulge in a daily plunge. The Park Commission is busy putting the parks and playgrounds in shape for the summer. Peaches have arrived in the local market, but they are very small. Though small, they have a good flavor. Plums are also among the recent summer fruits to arrive here. New potatoes put in an appearance here this week. The old crop will soon pass out. There is a lull in strawberry receipts. The Dover market has been nearly bare of that festive fruit this week. Dover High has wound up its baseball season. But for the fact that Rochester High has several games yet to play, Dover would meet Rochester again and settle the score on the interrupted game of last Wednesday. Crescent Company, number 4, Uniform Rank, will hold a regular meeting at Pythian Castle this evening. A liberal attendance is desired at this meeting. A large delegation from this city are making preparations to attend the dancing party at Riverview Hall at Dover Point this evening. Foss's singing orchestra will furnish the music. Benton and Lane of Lee was a visitor to this city this morning. Charles Abbott of Tuftonboro was among those who spent the day in the city. Roscoe W. Randall of Raymond paid a short visit to the city this morning. John F. Quinlan of Rochester was a visitor to this city yesterday afternoon. Mr. Quinlan is planning to open tea parlors at his residence in the near future. This granular look at the community would continue in various forms over the years, but as newspapers shrunk to cut costs, many of these local dashes, sometimes called friends and neighbors, disappeared. Although social media has filled some of that space, it still can't replicate the community updates of local dashes. Thanks for listening to the Dover Download this week. If you like what you heard, subscribe through your favorite podcast aggregator. And if you have something you want to hear a topic on, let us know. Finally, this is just one of the many ways we share information about the city of Dover. You can subscribe to the Dover Download's email newsletter every week or other newsletters that we have by going to the City of Dover homepage, www.dover.nh.gov. Have a great week. Have a great week.